been reading a lot lately in Leviticus. And so uh, <laughs> go to the book of Leviticus chapter number 17. I'm going to read verse 11. And then we're going to go over to the New Testament. And I'm going to read some verses from <clears throat> the Gospel of John chapter 6. So let's go to Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11. And a familiar verse of Scripture. It says this, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make, at to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for your souls. It is the blood that makes atonement for your souls. And then in the Gospel of John, the sixth chapter of John's Gospel, and I'm going to begin reading with verse number 53. John chapter number 6 and verse number 53 says this, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Amen. My blood, he said, is drink indeed. And he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. And I want to talk to you this morning for just a little bit on there is power in the blood of Jesus. An old song, that's a Pentecostal standard, I believe. There's wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be in your house. Thank you for your spirit, for the presence of the Lord that is felt here in this congregation today, for the working of your spirit in our hearts and lives. I ask for your help today. As I minister the Word of God, and I ask that you would open up the hearts of each and every one here in this service today. Open our ears to hear. Open our hearts to receive and to understand the Word and what you are saying to the church today. Give us, Father, a greater revelation today. A greater revelation today of the cross of Jesus Christ and what you've done there and the power and the, the ability and the power and the victory that is in the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for it. And everybody said amen and amen. Billy Graham, when he was a young man, just beginning in his ministry, God's hand was apparent and evident upon Billy's life. The anointing of God was upon him, and God was beginning to use him in a special way and opening many doors for him in evangelism. God was beginning to cause the crowds to come together, and people were being saved. And God was doing great things because God had a great plan for the life and ministry of Billy Graham. 
But as, as in, his, in his early years, there was a professor from Cornell University that said to the young evangelist, said, Billy, you're gifted. You're a gifted young preacher. You have power. You have passion. You have persuasion. But he said, I want to give you a little bit of advice. He said, if you ever expect to be used in a worldwide ministry for God, then you're going to have to leave out that blood stuff. <laughs> you're going to have to leave out that blood stuff. You know, there's a lot of those professors still around today. And he said, you're just going to have to leave that out and stop talking so much about the blood of Jesus. Billy Graham said this, he said, from that moment when that professor told me that, he said, I was determined from that moment on to preach more on the blood of Jesus Christ than I ever had before. And I'm going to tell you, amen, I'm going to tell you something. I believe that in 2021, we need some preachers that will preach more about the blood of Jesus Christ than we've ever preached the blood of Jesus Christ before, amen. And in this passage of Scripture here in John chapter 6, uh, Jesus is talking to a group of people uh, about his blood and his flesh he talks about to them about how that he had, uh, he was the bread of life that had come down from heaven, and uh, he's he's ministering to them about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. There in verse number fifty-five, he said, "For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him." And he was, he was telling them this, but those that were hearing Jesus that day could not grasp what he was saying. They weren't understanding the message that he was giving to them. And so they knew, you know, these people that he was preaching to that day, they knew that the Word of God, the Old Testament Scriptures, taught them not to drink blood or to eat blood. And uh, so they were, they, they were confused about what Jesus is trying to say to them. And so they were saying, you know, this isn't right. This, he's telling us to eat his flesh and drink his blood. This sounds like cannibalism. And, and they couldn't comprehend what he was saying. So the Bible said that many of his disciples from that moment on turned away from Jesus and walked away from him and left him and followed him no more. It was a hard message for them to get, for them to receive, for them to comprehend. Jesus even turned to the disciples. You know, the disciples said to him, said, well, Lord, they were offended at what you said to them. You've run everybody off. You've emptied out the church. You need to go apologize. And you know what Jesus said to his disciples? He said, do you want to go with them? There's, you know, there it is. If you want to follow them, go. And Peter said, Lord, where, to whom should we, shall we go? For you have, you alone have the words of eternal life. But they were misunderstanding what Jesus was teaching in the sixth chapter of John. Because Jesus was not talking about literally eating his flesh. He was not talking about literally drinking his blood. But 
Jesus was using symbolic language. Jesus was speaking to them spiritually. He even told them a little later on, he said that the words that I speak unto you, that I'm saying to you, they are spirit and they are life. In other words, Jesus was saying, I'm speaking to you spiritually. But they didn't grasp what he was saying. So he was not talking about a literal eating his flesh or his blood. He wasn't talking about transubstantiation, which some churches teach that when you receive communion that the, that the bread literally becomes the flesh of Jesus, the body of Jesus, that the juice literally becomes the literal blood of Jesus and that you're eating the flesh and drinking the blood of Jesus when you take communion. And that's not what Jesus was talking about at all because he, wasn't, he hadn't even instituted communion or the Last Supper or the Lord's Supper when he gave this discourse in John chapter 6. But Jesus, what he is talking about, he's talking about feeding spiritually on him. He's talking about the cross. He's trying to point them at what he's going to do by going to the cross and giving his life on Calvary and he's talking to them about his blood, his shed blood, the blood that he's going to shed for them as being the total object, the cross and the shed blood being the total object of salvation and that the partaking of him through faith is going to have to be something that they do in order to have eternal life. And that partaking of Jesus and placing faith in him and the blood and what he did at Calvary is not just to be a one-time thing, but he was saying that it's going to have to be something that you drink and you partake of on a daily basis every single day of your life. It's a continued faith in Christ, in his shed blood, and in his work on the cross. To eat his flesh and to drink the blood of Christ means literally to believe on him. Um, Dake in Dake's Annotated Reference Bible. Brother Dake gives this uh, uh, comment on John chapter 6 on eating and drinking the flesh and the blood of Jesus. And Dake says, eating and drinking is used figuratively of partaking of the benefits of the death of Christ. We partake by faith and enjoy the benefits because God gives them on the basis of what Jesus did for us at Calvary. Hallelujah. Everything, you've heard it before, you know this is a fact, but everything that you will receive in your life from, your, from the new birth, from the born again experience, from salvation on, everything will come to you and does come to you through faith and in what Jesus did at Calvary. We will receive nothing from the Lord that does not come through his sacrifice, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And ladies and gentlemen, we need to be feeding on Jesus every single day of our life, hallelujah, and receiving of the blessings and the benefits that he has provided for us. Can I get an amen? See, I believe that the reason so many 
so many believers are failing today and not living in victory is that they are simply not feeding on and appropriating the benefits that Jesus has provided for us, for the church at the cross of Calvary. It's all about abiding in Jesus. It's about abiding in Him. And as we abide in Him, abiding in Christ guarantees a victorious, overcoming life for the child of God. Now, how many of y'all will agree with me here? that God wants you to live a victorious, overcoming life for the Lord Jesus Christ. He does not want you to live a life of defeat. He does not want you to be constantly overcome by the powers of darkness. He does not want you to be a slave or under the control and the dominion of the sin nature anymore. He has provided through the cross the way for every one of us, every single one of you today, to be an overcomer and to live that overcoming life so we have to drink of his blood we have to not literally again but spiritually speaking we have to receive eat of him drink of him receive from him and lay claim listen to me lay claim to the benefits that he has provided to us through his blood I'm here to tell you today saints of God that there is power power wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe that today? So we must appropriate those benefits and claim some things. And let me give you a few things today that we are to lay claim to, that we must lay claim to, that are ours and provided through the blood of Jesus. Number one, we must claim the continuing provision of the blood. Now listen to me. I'm going to use a little analogy here, but we must claim a continuing, a continuing provision of the blood. The Bible says, I read it to you, that the life of the flesh is in the blood from Leviticus 17 and 11. And so referring to your, let's, let's look at our body for a moment. Amen, our human body. And uh, there is a river of life that is th- flowing right now through your human body, and it's called your bloodstream. How many knows that? Your heart is pumping, and uh, you know it's pumping the blood through your body today and some have even called the the bloodstream of an individual the red river of life because our bodies today live at the mercy of our blood your bloodstream the bloodstream in your body provides your body with everything that your 100 trillion cells in your body need to 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 live and to have life you know there's over 60,000 thousand miles and I thought this was such a, an amazing thing when you when you look at some of this stuff I don't see how anybody could be so stupid I know you're not supposed to use that word but anybody that would be so stupid to say that man just evolved from some amoeba or some um, some some tadpole somewhere I mean listen the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made and this body is intricately designed and 
created by God Almighty. And he created it for us to be able to live. He knows what he's doing. I said, God knows what he's doing. And there are 60,000 miles of blood vessels in your body that flow to every cell, to flow to every organ supplying you with oxygen, with amino acids and nitrogen and sodium, potassium. You didn't know you were going to get a little science lesson, did you? Amen. And calcium, magnesium, everything. The point is, everything that the cells of your body need to give you life is all provided by your blood flowing through your body. And long before man ever realized anything or knew anything about or discovered anything about the the circulatory system in a human body, God had said it there in Leviticus 17.11 that the life of the flesh is in the blood. You stop that blood flow and life stops. Can I get an amen? So this just so everything you need is provided through your blood flowing into your body. And listen, here's the thing. Just as everything that my physical body needs to exist is in that blood, everything that I need, everything that I need to live the Christian life, to live for the Lord is provided in the Lord Jesus Christ and in his shed blood. Everything that I need. I I, I tell you everything that you need has been provided and flows in your spiritual life through the sacrifice of Christ and through the blood that he shed on Calvary's cross. That ought to get an amen today. You know I thank God today for the shed blood of Jesus. How many thank God for the shed blood of Jesus? See the blood it's through that blood ladies and gentlemen the blood that Jesus shed on the cross and this is why this is why that the modernists today and uh, those that, that the enemy today would try to shut us up and not to preach on the blood because it's only by the precious blood of Jesus Christ that we are saved today. I thank God that I'm redeemed today from the hand of the enemy by the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. I've been forgiven of all my sin. I've been pardoned. I've been justified in the sight of God and stand before him today as if I'd never sinned because of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on that cross for me. Amen. All of your sin, all of my sin, all of your sin, all of our past sin, all of our future sin has all been atoned for and the price for its forgiveness has been paid for on the cross of Calvary. I'm glad to be able to stand up here today and say because of the blood of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, all my sins are gone. I said they're gone. They're not there anymore. The blood has washed them all away. I'm not what I used to be. God doesn't even have a record of what that old Rick Hensley used to be because I've been justified by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and my life, your life has been changed today. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what kind of life you've lived, anybody that comes to Jesus Christ and accepts him as the Lord and Savior and by faith receives what he did on Calvary, drinks that blood, receives that blood spiritually and receives eternal, everlasting life. Can I get an amen here today? 
Woo! Hallelujah. All my sins are washed away. One Sunday school teacher, you know, asked her students one day, her kids said, is there anything, does anybody know of anything that God cannot do? And one little girl raised her hand, and she said, I know of one thing that God cannot do. And the teacher said, well, what is that? And she said, God cannot see my sin through the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah, thank God for the blood. But listen, I'm not finished with the blood when I get born again. I said I'm not finished with the blood of Jesus when I get saved because the blood of Jesus is continually providing for me and for you everything that we need in this life. Look with me at 2 Peter. Look what Peter says. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 3. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 3. Peter says, As His divine power has given to us, notice this, has, has given to us, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. Notice what what it says here. Peter is saying that Jesus has given us all things, all that pertains to life and godliness. He didn't say that He was going to do it sometime, but it's past tense. He already has provided those things. All of the wisdom that you need is in Jesus. All of the courage and the boldness and the power and the strength that you need is in Jesus. All of the joy and the victory that you need today is in Jesus Christ. It's there for you in Jesus Christ. Amen. The healing, as we mentioned a while ago, the healing power of God is in that blood today. Healing is in the atonement. Amen. I don't back up from that at all. By His stripes, we were and are healed. There's healing in the blood of Jesus. So everything, listen ladies and gentlemen, everything, and I mean every single thing that you need today to live for God is yours through the blood and through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that you and I are complete in Him. Peter did not say that it's something that will be provided for us in the future. He didn't say that it was something that might be provided to us Possibly, maybe, maybe not. But Peter said that it's some, that these things that pertain to life and godliness, all these things have been already provided. It's past tense. It's a done deal. It's already in Christ. He paid for it at the cross. It was sealed in his resurrection. And everything you need that pertains to your life, to godliness, to living for Jesus, is and has been and is provided to to you and for you today. Amen? I mean, he believes that. Amen? Well, Brother Rick, why, why am I not enjoying a lot of these benefits? Well, the thing is that these benefits of Calvary, what Jesus has provided, must be appropriated by faith. They must be received by faith. We must drink 
And that's what Jesus is talking about. It's a continual receiving of what Jesus has provided. It's drinking, not of this juice, but, and not drinking of literal blood, but it's by faith appropriating and eating of his, of the bread of life, receiving of the life-giving power of his blood, and it's appropriating those benefits in our life on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Jesus said that we... As believers, if we want to be his disciple, we have to take deny ourselves, number one, and then take up, he said, your cross daily. Not just once in a while, not just on Sunday, but take up your cross every single day. What does it mean to take up your cross? It means to appropriate. Come on, somebody. It means to appropriate what Jesus has provided in his sacrifice and to receive it by faith in your life that is the appropriation that has to be made it's just like we preached a few weeks ago it's when God told Joshua he said I want you to go and possess the land that I have given to you and he told Joshua he said every place every place that you put your foot every place that you walk on and claim that is already yours I have given it to you but they had to go in and possess their possessions and church we have been given so much today and provided everything we need to overcome and to live victorious but the church is living far below their means today we've got to step out and lay claim to the blessings that are in the cross and in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and appropriate them by faith amen I've told the story before I don't want to get sidetracked again this morning I want to get try to get done but I've told that story before brother Joe mentioned it to me about a year or so ago when we were going on that cruise but about the guy that spent all of his money saved up all of his money years ago saved up all of his money to buy a ticket from Europe to the United States he wanted to come to America and so he saved and saved and saved and finally bought a ticket for the ship to bring him to America and he spent all of his money on the ticket and he didn't have any money to eat on so he packed him up some cheese and crackers and while everybody else on that ship on that voyage to America while they were all in their in the dining rooms feasting on gourmet food he would get off by himself in a little room and undo his cheese and crackers and he would eat some cheese and crackers there somebody one day asked him said we never see you in the dining room how come you never join any, everybody else for the meals and he said well I spent all the money I had I spent everything I spent it all on my ticket to get here to get to America and he said I didn't have any money left for food so I just brought some cheese and crackers to eat <laughs> amen uh, to get me to tell we get to America and the guy told him he said you didn't have to do that he said because when you purchased the ticket all the other stuff was included the meals were all included he could have been eating at a buffet every day but he was eating cheese and crackers because he didn't know what belonged to him isn't that a picture of a lot of us as Christians today that we don't know what's been provided listen Peter said everything everything that pertains to your life everything 
everything that you need has been provided through Jesus Christ and through his blood at Calvary. But you and I have to, by faith, lay hold of those promises and apply it to our life. Can I say, can I get an amen today? Can you say amen? See, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to struggle trying and failing to overcome. You don't have to live a life of defeat one more day. But if you will just appropriate that constant provision of the blood of Jesus in your life, you can live the life that he came for you to live. He said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's abundant life. That is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So claim those constant provisions. But number two, Number two, you need to appropriate and to claim the cleansing properties of the blood. I mean, it knows there's cleansing properties in the blood. The blood in your body not only carries everything that you need for life to the cells of your body, but the blood does something else. As it's flowing through those arteries and vessels and taking the necessary nutrients to your body, the blood is also at the same time depositing what you need, but it's also picking up the garbage and the trash and the toxins and the stuff you don't need, your body does not need, and hauling it away and getting rid of it. How many knows that? See, the blood, the blood through your body, it's picking up the carbon dioxide. It deposits the oxygen, picks up the carbon dioxide, and then it's expelled through your lungs. It picks up the toxins in your, in your body and carries them away to the lungs, to the kidneys, to the liver where they are removed and where they are expelled. It's kind of like if you could have, if you could have a grocery truck and a trash truck in the same truck. You know what I mean? It's like the, the, the grocery truck bringing your groceries to you, amen, and, and putting them in your fridge for you and bringing everything you need. And then at the same time, they take your garbage out and take your trash out and do away with the trash. Well, that's what your blood does as it flows through your body, amen. And you know what? The blood of Jesus, and here's, here's something that blessed me so much. The blood of Jesus not only supplies everything that you and I need, but the blood of Jesus also provides, oh hallelujah, a constant continual cleansing from all the junk and all the garbage and all the trash, hallelujah, and keeps us clean and keeps us pure. Can I get an amen today? Hallelujah. John said it this way. In 1 John 1 and 7, John said this, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, talking about Jesus, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And look, notice this. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. 
That cleansing is a continual cleansing. Notice that verse as well is in the present tense. He didn't say that God, that the blood of Jesus has cleansed us past tense, which we know that it has cleansed us past tense. But there is a continual cleansing that that is going on in your spiritual life from all sin as you continue to walk in the light and keep your faith in Jesus Christ. There's so many today. There's so many within the church that have let toxins and poisons build up in their life and that they have not been appropriating the cleansing, the daily and continual cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ. There are so many toxins, spiritual toxins, such as worry and the toxin of fear, envy, pride, bitterness, doubt. There's unforgiveness, things that people have in their life, different lusts and evil desires that need to be cleansed away today, saints of God, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But as you place your faith and keep your faith in the sacrifice of Christ, in the power of the blood, I'm telling you what, there is a cleansing as you walk in the light. Doesn't mean you just continue on in sin. Some people will get that idea. Just continue living in sin and the blood of Jesus keeps cleansing me. No, it's only as you walk in the light of his word and walk in holiness before him. Hallelujah, his blood will continue to wash away and cleanse away all the junk, all the garbage, all the stuff that doesn't need to be there. You can live a life that is clean and pure and free from the power of sin. Can I get an amen today? Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says in Revelation 1 and 5 that Jesus Christ, it was him that loved us and he has washed us from our sins in his own blood. Isaiah said it this way in Isaiah 1 and 18. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be white as snow, and though they are red like crimson, yet they shall be as as wool. We sang about it today. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. There's no other fount I know. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus that cleanses from all sin oh hallelujah you do not have to live a life with unconfessed unforgiven unrepented of sin in your life you don't have to live that way you don't have to live a life go through life under guilt and condemnation from the enemy you don't have to drag your past into your present. And let me tell you something. If you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, don't let anybody else drag your past into your presence, into your present because the blood of Jesus has cleansed you and is constantly cleansed you. As you continually eat of his flesh and drink of his blood and receive of his benefits, that blood is cleansing you from all sin. I, I, I always like to use the 
analogy of how the tears, the tear ducts in your eye, every time you blink, that, that the, those tears are bathing your eye and keeping your eye clean from, from anything that would, that would try to irritate it. And it's the same way as you keep your faith. In the Lord Jesus Christ, there's a continual, constant cleansing by the blood of Jesus in your life from all sin, from all sin. Amen? That is good news today. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood that flows. The blood of Jesus needs to flow through His church today. Bring cleansing to His church today. Amen? We don't ever get to that place where we don't need that constant cleansing of the blood today. I thought about reading, I think it was this week, where it's reading in, in, in the, under the revival of Hezekiah. When Hezekiah the good king came, in, came to the throne, God moved on him and, and, and Hezekiah brought a, re, a reformation and a revival to Israel. And the thing that he, first thing that he did, he opened up. Ahaz had closed the doors of the house of God. And Hezekiah, it said, opened the doors to the house of God. And he got the priests and the Levites and everybody together. And he said, go in the house of God and haul out all the filth. And haul out all the trash. And get all the idols and all the uncleanness. Boy, it's quiet in this Methodist church this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> get, get all the idols out. Get all the unclean stuff out and put the altar of God back in there and put the, the menorah back in there. Put the items of, of God, uh, of the worship of God back in there. Amen. That's the first thing that's got to happen if there's going to be revival in the church today. We got to get ourselves clean and our lives clean and get the trash and the filth and the ungodliness. Hallelujah. And let the blood of Jesus cleanse us and haul out the garbage in our lives. Life and in our churches. Woo, that ain't a popular message anymore, but it's still the message from the Word of God. Oh, I got to close this out so we can take communion. So we claim the cleansing properties of the blood. If you need cleansing today, if you need forgiveness today, you don't have to leave this service till you get cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Whew. I love that song, you know, that we sing around here. I am cleansed. I am washed. I am sanctified. I am Holy Ghost filled. And I'm water baptized. I am right with my God for all time. For Jesus, my Savior, is alive. It comes through the blood of the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Thirdly and finally, of course, Paul said in Philippians 3.1, finally, my brethren, and he wrote two more chapters. <laughs> Praise God. But number three, we must claim the conquering power of the blood. We must claim the conquering power. How many knows the blood 
conquers. The blood of Jesus is victorious. Let me, let me use our analogy again. Let me use our analogy again of the blood in your body. The greatest enemy, if I were to ask you what's the great enemy of mankind, of course everybody would probably say the devil, but, and which is true, but the great enemy of mankind is disease. I think we have, have witnessed that and have saw that in this past year. Disease is a great enemy of mankind. More people have died from disease than, they have, than have died from war, if you can believe that. Fifty million people died from the Spanish flu in 1918 and 19 following the First World War. During the Black Plague in Europe, a third of the population in Europe was killed by the Black Plague. So disease, disease is an enemy of mankind. And when these diseases and when these viruses attack our body and invade our body, your body does something. Your body, yeah, I know it does, Brother Rick, it gets sick. Well, your body, your body does something, your body. And this is, again, how fearfully and wonderfully we are made by Almighty God because God has put this in our body to defend and fight against diseases and viruses and infections in our body. And so when these viruses and infections invade our body, your blood, the blood in your body, declares war on those diseases. You have white blood cells in your bloodstream, and those white blood cells, at the, at the entrance of a virus or a sickness, those white blood cells multiply, begin to multiply to attack that virus and that bacteria that has invaded your body. I remember, and you all have experienced this, but I remember when I was a teenager, I, had, I was about 15 years old, and I fell, and I, and I cut my knee. Well, you know how, how kids are. I cut my knee. I, didn't, I just wiped the blood off of it, and, and there was probably, I'd fallen on a, on a blacktop road where there was gravel and stuff, and don't tell them what all was in there, but I didn't put any peroxide, and I wasn't about to let my mom put any of that red medicine on there, that methylate or bacuricone I, I just wiped it off you know and just went on but about a week listen in about a week that thing started turning red it started getting red all around there and all of a sudden it got so sore that thing got so sore and swelled up forgive me for using the word but underneath was was just pus you know what I'm talking about? You know what that was? You know what that was? I had, finally had to go to the doctor and have the, you, oh boy, that was a fun day because the doctor laid me on a table and told me just to grit my teeth and he took some gauze pads and just pushed that. It was like a big boil on my knee and he just pushed that thing together. And as I said, it was already so sore that I couldn't even hardly stand a sheet to touch it at night. And he but he just squeezed all of the gunk that was out there. You know what that white stuff was? It was those white blood cells that had attacked the bacteria in my body and was killing that bacteria. And they were built up in there. That's what the body does. Those, those white blood cells will, will come, from, uh, come and attack the viruses that are in your body. And some of these cells are called antibodies. And when an invader comes in, that antibody 
recognizes um, that, that if it recognizes that virus, those antibodies will mobilize and will mobilize those warrior white blood cells to go and to attack that enemy. And you know, an antibody will only attack one kind of an enemy. For example, if you have antibodies in your bloodstream against the measles, they won't attack the polio virus if it comes. If you have uh, antibodies in your bloodstream for one kind of influenza, it won't, they won't attack another kind of influenza. How many knows what I'm talking about? But there are certain antibodies that, that, that attack certain things. So if you get a virus, and I'm not talking about COVID, I'm not preaching about viruses, I'm giving you an illustration. If you get a virus or a disease that is not recognized, uh, that, that is not recognized by those antibodies, the body then has to go and those antibodies have to build up munitions against that invader. And there is a time gap between the time you get sick and the time that those antibodies build up the white blood cells to attack it. And you could get very sick or even die in that process. So what a vaccine is, is a weakened version of that virus or a killed version of that virus that is introduced to the body and the antibodies are formed against that disease and they recognize that disease and they attack that disease if it comes into your body. So take the flu vaccine. If you're vaccinated for the flu and that strain of flu virus comes into your body, supposedly there are already antibodies there in your body, in your bloodstream to attack that virus and to rid it from your body. Now I know that's all very interesting to everybody. But what do they call once that blood, the blood in your body that is, is, it can recognize that virus is called, they call it wise blood. It's wise blood. And that wise blood immediately attacks the virus or the disease and defeats it. And you know what? When I read that, I said, you know what? The blood of Jesus, ain't nobody even here today. The blood of Jesus is precious blood. It's powerful blood. It's overcoming blood. It's pure blood. And the blood of Jesus is wise blood. Amen? Because listen, anything, here's what I'm trying to get at, church. Anything and everything that Jesus has overcome, we can overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And Jesus has overcome everything. He has overcome the world. He has overcome the flesh. He has overcome the devil. Can I get an amen? The Bible says, Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace, but in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. See, Jesus has already defeated the powers of darkness. He has already defeated the enemy through his death on the cross. The, the writer of Hebrews said that he came to destroy him that had the power of death. Can I get an amen? John said in 1 John 3 and 8 that for this purpose the Son of God was manifested 
manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The Amplified said, the Amplified translation said that he came to undo, to destroy, to loosen, and to dissolve the works that the devil has done. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that when your faith is in the blood of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, his blood will attack every power of darkness that comes against your life to drive it back and drive it away. There's total victory in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Woo, hallelujah, amen. Jesus has already met the enemy. He's already overcome the enemy. He has already paralyzed Satan's effectiveness against the church. He has crushed the head of the serpent. The blood of Jesus is powerful and cleansing and wise and overcoming and the blood is flowing through his church today, amen. The victorious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Woo! Hallelujah. Worship team, you start making your way back. Listen. Revelation 12, verse 9, says, And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. John said, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength. And the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Verse 11, And they, speaking of the believer, overcame him, speaking of the devil, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. Thank God for the conquering power of the blood of Jesus. I know I've heard people say, oh, you know, there's nowhere in the Bible that says that you're supposed to plead the blood. There's nothing scriptural about pleading the blood. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. You know what plead means? It means to, to, to bring forth your case, to stake a claim, to lay claim to. And yes, we are to claim the power of the blood of Jesus in our life. Amen? When you don't know what else to say, I'm about to have a spell. When you don't know what else to say and the enemy's coming against you, hallelujah, if you can't think of nothing else, you'll say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against you. The blood of Jesus is against you. Oh, it's those powerful antibodies, hallelujah, that wage war and attack those enemies that come against us and the intruders that would try to come and destroy our lives. The blood gives us protection every day in my prayer time. I'm covering myself with the blood. I cover my wife with the blood. I cover our family with the blood. I cover this church with the blood. We need the conquering power of the blood. The blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. Woo! Right after, not long after Napoleon lost the Battle of Waterloo, he had a meeting with his generals. And there was a map on the wall. And on that map, the British Isles were circled with a big red circle. 
Napoleon, in his briefing with his generals, took a pointer and he pointed to that red circle. And he said, had it not been for that red spot, I would have conquered the world. Can I tell you something today? That is exactly what Satan says about Calvary and the cross. The only thing he says that kept me from conquering in the world is that red spot. If it wouldn't have been for that red spot that took place on the cross, I'm telling you, glory to God, we need to get our faith in that red spot today. The cross and the blood. The cross and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Woo! Hallelujah! The greatest event that ever took place happened on that hill right outside of Jerusalem when Jesus said, it is finished and he shed his blood and died. That red spot is your victory today. Hallelujah. There's power in the blood of the Lamb. Let's stand this morning. We're going to receive our...